Hello, welcome to Bloom Life Planning, Girl's Guide to Money Matters. We are excited to host a weekly podcast where our mission is to motivate, educate, and inspire women to take an active role in their money. Join Michelle Cutter, an attorney, and Shelly Shell, a financial advisor and certified divorce financial analyst, as we have great conversations. Time for a quick disclosure. Shelly Shell is an investment advisor representative with Prism Financial Strategies, which is a registered investment advisor. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It is only intended to provide education around the financial industry. Hi, and welcome to Bloom Life Planning. This is Michelle Cutter. Hi, I'm Shelly Shell, and this is Girl's Guide to Money Matters. Welcome, listeners. Uh, we have a great episode for you guys today. We are going to um, uh, piggyback on that quiz that you guys all took, hopefully, um, and talk about our first pillar lifestyles. And as you may recall, those were uh, the blooming saver, the untamed spender, the um, debtor, and then we had the uh, dormant debtor and the uh, fully bloomed. Thank investor. you. Sorry, I'm just a little <laughs> slow. But uh, so today we'll tackle the um, blooming saver and just kind of talking about their lifestyle, how you know what that bridge is, or that you want to gap to become that fully bloomed investor, and you know steps, guides, tips. <laughs> I think it's important too to just you know remind everybody out there that we're we're really just trying to get you confident with your finances and wherever you are, it's where you are and that's a great place to be. And you may be listening to this or you may have taken the quiz and if not, go take the quiz and then come back to this. But um, if you're a blooming saver, you have created a lifestyle for yourself that's about saving money in bank accounts typically, or you're at least saving money. You're not spending everything you make. And, you know, that's a great place to start. You may even have some investment accounts because you've saved in a retirement plan with your company, a 401k or something like that. And so, you know, again, as we had mentioned in our previous podcast, you may be a blend of multiple um, personalities, which is really common. And more than more likely than not, that's probably who you are because you do have savings in a bank account and a 401k and an employer currently or an old one. So we're just trying to get you to think about the way you live your lifestyle so you can get more engaged and take more of an um, active approach to your money matters. Yeah. And I think that, like Shelly said, that is a great place to start. You, you obviously... Um, consciously think about your money and have a plan. Now we just need you to tweak that plan to get that money working for you a little bit harder than it is sitting in a savings account. And what is it that holds you back? I mean, let's think about that. Are you, are you just, is it just seem overwhelming to think about putting that money to work or you just don't even know where to go, right? right. Like, I think that's, we've talked about that before, Michelle, where, where, how do you just go and open an account to create an investment? And, and how do you know you're getting the right um, account for yourself to invest that money and get it growing? Uh, because when you go to your bank, right, that's really simple. You know where your bank is. Right. That's where you have your checking account and you use that on a daily basis, right? It's, and we all learn that as what, fifth graders that, okay, <laughs> this is where we go and open a checking account. So we learned that what we haven't learned 
um, along the way maybe is that how do we invest this money? Mm -hmm. What is that process? And how does it, yeah, exactly. What's the process and how do we make that a more active part of our lifestyle? Um, I've been, you know, doing this as vice for 25 years and it's so amazing to me how easy it is when that people invest in their 401ks and their retirement accounts if they work for somebody, right? Because it's all done for you. Just mm-hmm. like when you go to your bank, that's a really simple process. So we're not going to tackle that specifically today. Um, but we want to touch on that because that's one of the things you may be thinking is, well, that's great. I have all this money sitting in a money market account, right? And I don't need it all. Um, but I don't even know what I need it for. I may be concerned about that, right? Or I may be thinking, why would I want to invest that with a potential for loss if, if I don't even know what it's for, right? Um, so we're going to get into all that on other podcasts and get really detailed on how to do that. But let's get back to what Michelle talked about in the beginning is like the blooming life, sa- the blooming savers lifestyle. Like, what does that look like? Right. And so when we briefly talked about this before, if you, I think, are a blooming saver, you know, you like to, you like the security of knowing that you've got this money readily available, you've got access to it in case of emergencies, you tend to be more risk averse and you don't follow trends. Um, what else? What do you think, Shelley? Um, you know, you, you're very focused on what you spend because you mm-hmm. save and you know, still create a lifestyle that you live. Um, and then maybe you have that, you, maybe you live and work off of a, of a budget Mm -hmm. because you're budgeting and putting money aside every month. Um, so I, I think those are all really good points and you're probably just a little bit what we would call in the investment world, more passive with your money. You just put it in and you don't think about it versus being active and, you know, and that's great. So you're blooming. And I always like to use analogies that I relate to, which kind of, you know, it's the time of year, springtime and gardening yeah. and, and blooming, you know, you will bloom into a more active investor or an active money manager, however that, whatever that means for you. Um, so what are some steps that a blooming saver can take, Michelle? Well, I think the first uh, obvious one to me would be to Let's look at your income. What What is your income? What are your expenses? What's left over? And you have, as a blooming saver, have been good in taking that what's left over and putting that into your savings account. Um, so now we need to take a look at that and say, okay, how much of that do we save versus invest? And Shelly, what's the ideal? Like if you could pick an ideal percentage of savings versus investing, is, is there something like that or what, what, what's your thoughts on it? So that's a really good question. And there isn't. And that's what's so great about um, working through the process and creating a financial plan for yourself because you get to determine, you know, you have to go down the process of what's your risk tolerance? What's your time horizon for different um, buckets of money, so to speak? Is it shorter term in nature? Anything in the, we invest in the market, any risk assets tend to, we tend to say, you know, don't invest it if you don't have at least five years for that to work for you, right? Like, so long term. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. a longer term allocation. But certainly, as the saver, you probably have more than enough money in your cash reserves at least up to three years and maybe certain, maybe longer. But just putting a little bit of that money to work every month beyond your 
ex, you know, emergency funds mm-hmm. um, is what's going to help create a long-term balanced portfolio. And so back to your question, what's the right number? That's going to differ for everybody. Some people may feel comfortable with, you know, 50% in equities. Some people may feel comfortable with 70 or 80%. It really depends on, again, your risk tolerance and your time horizon. And that helps you guide you to what um, percentage your portfolio allocation is going to be, which is your blend of cash and different types of investments, cash, equities, and bonds. And then there's others also, but those are the the main ones. Um, But that's a really great question. And another thing is that once you get to that point where you're ready to start taking an active role and get more money invested, maybe taking some out of your passive accounts, that you will do questionnaires. And I love questionnaires. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so we'll have a questionnaire for you that'll help guide you to asset allocation, Mm -hmm. which is how much, again, back to what Michelle said, that you will be putting percentage-wise into investments. Yeah. And so just good to go back on so many good things you just said. One, you talked about reserves. Is there a recommended amount that, you know, you should, you know, like you said, each of us are more than one of these personalities and we should all be savers and we should all be a little bit of everything. Um, so how much would you recommend that somebody save like three months reserves? And what does that mean? Like you can pay all your bills for three months if you are out of work. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, three to six months is the norm that um, in the planning world we talk about. Well, what's interesting is let's piggyback on what happened last year, right? And it does, it covers your fixed expenses. You want to be able to cover your fixed expenses so that if you lose your job or something catastrophic happens, you can cover those. Um, some people actually like longer, like a year. Just again, to give you the security that if something happens, you have these reserves or in that, that case, you're covering fixed expenses. You also want to make sure you have a little extra buffer. Like what if your car breaks down and you need to, you know, come up with $5,000 or you need a new refrigerator or something of that nature. Just, just going through that process, you will learn what your comfort level is, right? Between that three months to a year time frame, and even into three years. So sometimes if you have goals that you want to accomplish within three years, uh, that's not money that you should put into the market if you can't stand to lose it. If, of course. Right. right. Um, so there's a range of time also. So none of this is like black and white. And that's mm-hmm. what's so funny. Like a lot of people look at money and they're like, oh, this is not, this isn't black and white. It's not. It is, there's a process and there's an emotional connection and then there's choices. And that's what we want to educate you right. on and why we're here and um, having these conversations about those types of things. And I think that just leads naturally into the next thing would be to determine what your risk tolerance is um, and how much, you know, how risky of investments are you willing to put your money in? Again, also depending on what your timeline is. If you're in your 20s, your risk tolerances should be different than if you're in your 50s or 60s. And again, that goes back to when you're going to need the money. Because to Michelle's point, if you're in your 20s and you're, you know, you have a long lifetime before the retirement bucket, because that's the longest term, right? But we also live our lives every day, week, month, year, right? And things change. And even if you're in your 20s, you may have money reserved for, let's say, a home purchase when you're 30 or 35. So 
you're going to have time to possibly invest that money and make more than a bank account will do for you. But you're not looking out to the kind of risk you would take if you had in retirement, right? So that 40 years. So there's some really dynamic um, options and choices that you get to make in how to create this robust, robust balanced portfolio for yourself. And, you know, we will have, once you're done with this podcast, uh, shortly, we will have another questionnaire out there for you that will help guide you into that place. Um, but it's really the conversations you need to start thinking about when you're doing any kind of planning and, and making investment decisions is, you know, where, how, do, how much am I willing to put in and get comfortable with this process? Do I want to work with somebody or do I want to do it by myself? Right. Um, of course, we, we think you should probably engage with somebody if it's us or somebody out there that you're comfortable with because it's nice to have the balancing of conversation like mm-hmm. Michelle and I, right? To be able to bounce those ideas off of each other, I think it's important. Even if you have an idea of what you want to do, I think a professional can help guide you um, in, you, you know, getting really nailed down to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is you mentioned is finding somebody that you're comfortable with, somebody you have a good rapport with, good dialogue, who understands you and your needs in your place in life. And it's, you're not just another number or, or it's not a, you know, a cookie cutter kind of advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that's exactly right. A cookie cutter. When you asked me, um, Michelle, about the percentage that we should have invested versus in our bank account. Well, it's not cookie cutter. You know, you get to design your financial lifestyle, however you want. We are just suggesting and encouraging you to get more active as a passive, you know, as a blooming saver with some of the cash that you have laying around um, or some of the other investment accounts that you have. And this is true for any of our personalities, no matter where you are uh, on the spectrum of investing or comfort level, it's just getting more engaged and more active in the process. And like anybody, it's nice to have a, an expert or a specialist that helps you, right? So, I mean, just as Michelle's an attorney and she drafts documents and helps people align their business structure for their specific needs or their estate planning, like, right, we have right. to, you know, you can do it by yourself, but what's, why haven't you? I right, guess that's right, a question. Exactly. Why haven't you? Because maybe you just don't know where to start. Yeah. And that is a great, you know, it, and that's the thing is it's okay not to know how to do everything. That's why we all specialize in something. And so reaching out to that professional to help you get going um, is going to be a great start. And your needs are going to be different. Maybe if you're a small investor, um, just a little bit of ice is going to get you going. If you have a lot more money, that becomes more complicated and it's going to require a more in-depth analysis of your finances and investments. So um, but the, the biggest thing is doing these steps, assessing where you are, and then, um, making that first step of, um, contacting someone and getting going. And, you know, Andre, um, you made a great point about automatically investing. Um, this was in a conversation Michelle and I had before is think about just automatically withdrawing money. And once you get started, right. And automatically getting that going into your bank account. Um, or getting onto your investment account because that's going to take the 
added work off your plate and you know you're going to then create some active engagement, just like you would do with your 401k, but this is on any extra savings you have outside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you feel like that automatic withdrawals would be a good way to get that going. Well, I think, again, you're going to have a process to get there. You got to open an account. Um, You got to identify the amount of money that you're comfortable investing. But even starting with, you know, you can invest, you know, as little as $25 a month if that's your comfort level. Just getting going in general Mm -hmm. is going to get you more active and more involved when it's outside of a 401k. Right. And then as your income increases, you know, if you're starting out in your 20s, you know, that amount is going to change as your your income increases and you're going to add more to that. And you're, it's going to be fun as you see this grow. You're going to want to put more and more and more in there because that's when you start really seeing that gain. Well, and here's the thing too. When we say it's as little as $25 a month, come on, ladies. You know, we all know that we can come up with more in our budgets for most of us out there that we that we have this ex- extra spending or extra money sitting around. So it doesn't it's just a place that we're saying it doesn't have to be intimidating. It doesn't have to be thousands of dollars mm. to get started. It could be a hundred dollars a month. I mean, let's just think about where we spend our money every month, right? I mean, easily, I mean, I go to Target and I walk out and I go, oh my God, I can't believe how much I spent. Just, I mean, just in the line getting from the, to the checkout, like that little section. Yeah, that's like 25 bucks. The cart right 25 bucks, easy. 50, maybe a hundred. Who knows? That's their but, genius marketing right there. Yeah. Right? So if we could just have you add in, you know, um, investments right there at that checkout instead of. Exactly. But you know, that puts it in perspective mm-hmm. and how little really you need to get going and investing and how easily we spend that otherwise on just extraneous things mm-hmm. that really don't add up to much. Um, when we go back and look at what we've spent during the month, um, uh, and what, how fulfilling that is or what kind of return it gives us, or if it's just an impulse buy, you know, foregoing that little bit and putting that into investment, I think it's pretty easy. And, and Michelle has said this, it's retrain your brain. I'm just re, I'm just quoting what you had said, retrain your brain, right? So yeah. that's what we're, we're kind of really focused on doing at this point is helping you retrain your brain to think more actively, be more engaged on some of these purchases, and then looking at um, your savings account sitting out there with all this extra money in it that you know you don't need, but you just haven't spent the time to figure it out. Exactly. So I would say our, our action, our action items, or call to action items for this episode would be, um, you know, sit down, look at your income, look at your expenses, figure out what's left over. Uh, we know that you like to save, you know, sit down and think about how much of this you'd like to maybe put into an investment. That's already in a savings account. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or if you can find additional money that maybe you're spending on extraneous stuff that you, you know, if you critically think about it, you don't need, maybe you take some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of spending, and listen, I love Starbucks as much as the next person, but things like that. Um, that maybe we don't need to go every day. Maybe we can go every third day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Habits, right? right. Help changing our habits. Ch- changing your mindset, retraining your thinking. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then the real big call to action is 
contact someone, contact us. We'd love to help you. Um, or co- contact someone that uh, can help you get you going with investing, can give you direction on how to get started, and then help you go through that assessment of what is your risk level, what is what are your goals, what's your timeline, uh, and then they can create that plan for you that then you can put into action. Great. Those are easy steps. Easy. easy so easy. go get those done. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Always um, enjoy hearing back from you. So check out our Facebook page, um, Bloom Life and Bloom Life Planning. And you can share comments there. You can absolutely like us and share comments and And share this. If you are there are other women in your life that you feel may benefit from learning about finance, please let them know. We um, we want to reach as many people as we can because we think this stuff is just great to know. We're blooming. We're blooming. Every day, That's ladies, right. <laughs> we're out there growing. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Thank we you. will chat with you soon. This platform is solely for informational purposes. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where PRISM Financial Strategies and its representatives are property licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by PRISM Financial Strategies unless a client service agreement is in place. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Past performance is no guarantee of future returns. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. The information provided on this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. Listeners should not act or refrain from acting on the basis of information contained in this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel in their relevant jurisdiction. Use of and access to this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between the listener and Bloom Life Planning, its writers, creators, hosts, contributors, guests, or any other affiliates. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the content of this podcast are hereby expressly disclaimed.